Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Welcome to episode 47, three self-care tips every empath should use daily. In this episode, you will learn about three core habits that will leave you feeling energized and in control of your emotions. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, welcome back everyone. Today is all about the three self-care tips that all empaths should be using daily. And this is so important and I feel like I know you're the expert in empaths, Tony. Um, so there are three main ones that that we believe in, right? Yeah, and I really every person I feel, but especially if you're empath, highly sensitive person, definitely you should be doing this. But like I said, every person should be doing this daily. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what self-care is, just to clear what the, clear up what that means. That means taking care of your thoughts, your body, and everything, like your spiritual energy, everything, you. Mm-hmm. You're taking care of yourself. So I always put up a chart when I'm teaching people this, which um, those of you listening, you can't see it. And those of you watching, I don't have a chart for you, (laughs) even if you could. But basically, it's two bars. It's a bar graph. And on one bar, it has responsibilities. And that's at 50. Mm -hmm. Well, if your responsibilities, like the stress in your life, so say you have three kids, you run a business, you, um, you know, say you volunteer once a week at your local church or whatever your responsibilities are, the amount of stress that you have in your life, if you want to feel energized all day long, you must have that much self-care that's true. into your life. So that's going, to, that's going to be different for everybody. So that's why it's so important to know yourself. But we're giving you three tips today that you can start with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the first one is expression. So expression could come in so many different forms. But when we hold things inside, that's where trouble starts. So it doesn't mean to express yourself by yapping and gossiping and talking to all your friends about all your problems. It's not that kind of expression. It's about other ways that you can express. And one way, if you want to get things off of your chest and you want to voice it instead of writing it down, you can actually record your voice and delete it. So if there's something that's on your mind and you want to really gather information for yourself and think, why am I feeling this way? Start asking your questions and say, why do I feel upset right now? What triggered this moment? And then you'll get an answer. And then you keep on responding to those, those questions, but also recording your voice and hearing yourself say it is important. Maybe you don't even record your voice. Maybe you just say it out loud. It is, and I love how you brought up how expression is not just like when you're talking to people. Mm-hmm. It's more about, perfect example, what Lindsay just showed, and then it's also um, honoring your instincts. Like what is, what is your instinct telling you to do? Like what ways are, is your, your soul telling you to express your message to the world mm-hmm. or what you want to get out? Maybe it's pain that you went through in, in, you know, 20 years ago or 10 years ago. And you know that the universe or God's telling you, hey, you need to express this through music and record it. But you haven't done that yet. So it could be through music. It could be through writing, like what Lindsay said, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you brought up. Yeah, writing is another way. If, if they don't want to write, they can talk. Yes, but it's really about, and part of it is when you're with people, fully express, expressing yourself with people. How do we know when we're doing that? Well, everything's kind of flowing, right? And it, we're not drained. And we're not drained because you're letting your energy flow. You're not overthinking, oh, what should I say? 
how should I say it? You're just honoring what you're feeling and you're just saying that. It's a hard place to get to. It took me many years to get to the place to where I could just be myself, you know, 90 something percent of the time. And it's a great place because like I said, everything's flowing and um, you're not you're not stagnant. You're not suppressing anything and creating anxiety. And I'm thinking about when we do our road trips, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, just, just keep quiet for a moment. But then other times I'm like, this is really good. Because Tony's actually really, really good at freestyling. But if I'm, it's in the middle of the night and it's three in the morning and we're just leaving to leave Florida to start driving to St. Louis, I'm so exhausted, but he's actually very in tuned. And the other day we were actually in St. Louis right now and we were with the kids and Tony was freestyle rapping and it was just flowing through him. And the kids came up more than once and said, okay, Tony was rapping or singing about something that actually came true the day after. So I thought it was kind of funny how that happened. So when you're in the flow and you're rapping, chanting, singing, it's actually a really good place to be. It is, and it a lot of times what I'll do is I'll tune into people and I'll just start, like I was joking around with Chase and all of them, and I'll tune the into their energy and I'll just start whatever I'm feeling, I'll say. And just to add to what Lindsay was saying, I think it was last night, my nephew Chase was writing out his spelling B words or his spelling list for the week. And I was saying something about him rap. I was, I had a beat on and I was just rapping something about him. And as I said, the word proud, he said he was writing the word proud, just started writing the word proud. I didn't even see what he was writing, but it's just the point of this is it's a way that I'm able to channel my in intuition because it's so overwhelming for me. Sometimes I got to channel it. It's like an engine. So it's like a way for me to channel it and to release. Mm -hmm. And like Lindsay said, sometimes when we're on road trips and I've had about four coffees, you know, I'm driven about eight, eight hours that day or whatever, I'll start to like rap for like an hour straight. And after a while, Lindsay's like, I look over at her and she's frustrated. So you do have to, you do have to respect the people around you for sure. But I'm guilty but of not actually, doing sometimes. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't care at that point when you're in the flow. I'm like, can well, I and I'm tired. I'm trying to make it to the next city. And I'm like, I, it's a way for me to kind of like stimulate my mind and keep me focused. Yeah. But that, those are some ways to express yourself. Rapping, freestyle, um, singing, chanting, stretching, speaking, dancing. Well, that's more physical. No, it is. We're going to get into the physical. It is, but I look at it like it's all interconnected. Like it's, yeah. it's a different, you know, any way you're moving or whatever, <laughs> you know, you're, you're expressing yourself. It's well, not holding back. It's like you don't want to be robotic. Well, then we physical body care then. Go to physical body now. So that's the second way. So we did self-care tip number one, which is fully expressing yourself. Just keep working at that. Keep working at that one. Don't try too hard because then you're not going to fully express yourself. Right. But it's a, it's, you get it. Number two is physical body care. So this is something that all, every empath should be doing daily. This is something daily. Physical body care. What does that entail? I feel like for me personally... I need to make sure that I'm either getting reflexology, so that's like the massaging of the feet and actually each part of the foot connects to organs in your body and that sort of thing. So that's really healthy for overall, your circulation, every organ in your body. So Tony and I do that. I would say every few months we do reflexology mm -hmm. probably. Um, and it's it's amazing if not reflexology i would go get a massage or do some sort of acupuncture and i love my acupuncturist which i need to get back to her soon um in tampa her name's dr shaw if you live in the tampa bay area even if you don't people drive from across the state to go see her she's amazing but 
acupuncture really helps align the energy. So if there is anything stagnant, whether it's emotions or it's a physical feeling of feeling stagnant, that's gonna move move the energy. And that's really important for the physical body. It is, because it's, it's important to understand the physical to the intangible connection, like our, you know, what we can't see of the, the part that we can't see of who we are, it's still connected to the body so that they, everything impacts each other. Mm -hmm. And one of my mentors, Lloyd, told me, he said that we hold our memories in our body. Yes. Because they still haven't found in the brain where memory is held, like, you know, like where specific memories are. And he, you start to realize that actually you hold emotions or memories right. or thoughts in your body. And as you start to take care of your body and get massages, and I remember one time, Lindsay, was, you were giving me a, a massage. You've done this a couple of times. The time I'm talking about, we were in, in Italy. Italy. And as you were massaging, you were picking up different memories that I had when I was a mm -hmm. kid and asking me different names. I'm like, wait, you know, th names that she didn't even know. She was psychically picking up this information held in my body, like in my hips. So a lot of times that suppressed emotion will end up causing pain in your body. So like yeah. I had a lot of hip pain. I had back pain before and I noticed that in highly stressful situations, voila, my back pain pops up. But then like when I'm relaxed most of the time and all that, no back pain at all. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a great book. I mention this a lot in my videos and everything um, in the podcast. Um, it's called Healing Back Pain by Dr. John Sarno. And that'll give you an idea of the connection between like your suppressed emotions and how they manifest as pain or, you know, herniated discs, you know, that chiropractors like to call it, um, in the body. And Dr. John Sarno, what he was, just real quick to tell them, he was a back doctor for 50 years. And he ended up dying, I think he was 90-something. I think he died last year. But he found that, um, you know, 90-something percent of pain in the body, most of the pain in the body, is actually suppressed emotions. Because you could look at your spinal back and you could see, you know, you could see it. It looks like you have herniated discs throughout your whole back. You'd see in patients and they wouldn't have any pain. And then you have other patients who had a perfectly healthy looking back, you know, on the x-ray, and they'd be in all kinds of pain. So this came up so, so often, and what he did was he started to just do seminars um, three times a week, and he'd have his patients attend it, and he'd educate them on what I just told you about, but, you know, in more depth. And they would understand, you know, through the awareness of understanding that they're holding this pain in their body, and in order to release it, they need to go, you know, work out, go get massages, do things they normally do that they were scared to do because yeah. they didn't want to, you know, re-injure their, their back again. So it's, it's important with the massages and all that to release those emotions. Right. And also, I feel like a lot of people are so used to taking pain medicine. And I feel like pain medicine is just a mask for, first of all, pain, but also emotions too. Because I feel like people that take pain medicine end up getting numb with their emotions. It's just a natural effect of the medication. It is. It's just so a it's band -aid. actually like a, a temporary band aid, but really it's not even fully working because you keep needing more. It's yeah. not really solving the problem at all. It's making it worse. So it's not a band aid. It's a better way to put it. It's salt on the wound. Yeah. It just makes it worse, and that's. And I think that's coming from like the lack of understanding of the physical body and, and how it works. Yeah, and people think that they. Are getting fixed by this because they're trusting the doctors yeah because you get a you got a guy in a white coat who went to school for a decade i mean you would think that you could trust him but yeah which most doctors are great people but i don't know if you if you start to really look at the facts and you start to apply all of this information into your life and you start to really think about it you start to realize that exactly what we're talking about here how a lot of the pain medications and all that 
to fix the body is actually just putting salt on the wound. And in all reality, what we need is um, exercise, massages. I use a foam roller. Yeah. And I use it probably twice a day. And that's, that's really like a self-massage. And it's releasing the tension in my muscles to where I could, I could feel relaxed. You see people that don't release the tensions in their muscles and they let that compound, even though they may be working out, running, bike riding, but they're not stretching enough and they're not getting massages and they're not using a foam roller. Well, this will compound over years and eventually it starts to create real injuries because you have, your muscles become so tense. And if you think about it, you're, you're more prone to injury at that point. Mm-hmm. And also when you're talking about this with the, the foam roller, the massage and all those different things, when you're receiving this, this feeling of body care, whether it's through massage or walking in nature, whatever it is, that's when the memories and suppressed emotions will actually come to the surface. Yes. So this is why it's so important too. You're not going to search for it. You're not going to foam roll specifically to say, let me figure out my problem, but it's gonna naturally come up and it's gonna yes. be a daydream. It's important for you not to just say, oh, that's weird that that came up. That's, that's just a coincidence. No, there's no coincidence no. there. So go deeper with it and figure out, hmm, why, why did I feel the need to hold on to this? Do I feel worthy of, of you know, feeling good in my body? Or do I feel like I need pain because I have to complain about something because it doesn't feel comfortable to talk about something positive? So there is a reason for everything and it's important for you to really think about that when these memories or these things are coming up. And there's nothing to do to solve the problem. And I'm putting that in quotes because I think that's so so common for everyone to think, oh, so this happened to me when I was in second grade. Now what do I do with it? Well, just you being aware of it is doing something. That is. It's, you're being aware of it and you're aware that you do not have to hold on to it because it's not you. And once you understand, I would just say to keep diving in and understand who you really are because yeah. the more I dive into it, the more I'm amazed with who I am. Because I found out that, look, the physical body, you have a whole new body. It's like every 12 months or 13 months. Because every second you're constantly releasing cells. So you have an opportunity to keep recreating a new body. You don't have to hold on to the body when you were two or three. So right. anything that happened to your body, good or bad throughout your whole life, it gives you a fresh understanding knowing that you're constantly recreating yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think from that perspective, it just makes it easier. And understanding that if you have painful thoughts that arise, you, you don't have to keep reliving them. You don't have to be attached to them. And, um, you know, you don't have to feel guilty about it really either. And like Lindsay said, you don't have to solve anything. Yeah. Just being aware of it, it'll, it'll just release out of you if you allow it to release out of you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this brings us to our next and our last self-care tip. And this is all about rest. And this comes into play for the physical body, but also the, the thoughts and the emotions. So rest isn't a bad thing. Some people feel guilty taking naps and it's, it's really not a bad thing you should feel good taking a nap. If you wanna take a nap, take a nap and feel good about it. Don't feel guilty about taking a nap because your physical body and your emotional well-being it needs this to recharge. It needs just enough. So you don't mm -hmm. wanna do it too less and you don't mm -hmm. wanna do it too much because you right. notice if you, if you rest too much, you're, you feel tired, right? Yeah, well, and you might get into a depression if it's like you're sleeping your whole day away. Yeah, because then you, if you rest too much, then it's like it becomes like a stagnant energy once mm -hmm. again. Like you feel stagnant and like, and then all of a sudden, like me personally, I have all of this energy because I'm too rested and I'm not using my energy enough. Yeah. So, but if you rest too little, then it starts to create 
you know, a lot of like anger actually and yeah. stress. You get stressed easier. Your body you starts to break down. You get annoyed and agitated. You're annoyed. Your thoughts start to like become, you know, very like in the gutter. So you need to figure out like what works best for you. Don't just listen to somebody that says, oh, you need eight hours because um, everybody does. I don't think anybody's a cookie cutter. I think that some people, you know, they, they have a different rhythm. Like me, for example, the way I like rest, like, like so, I like waking up early and getting a start. So if I do that, say, say I wake up at whatever, 5 a.m. one morning, and say I went to bed at midnight that night or 11, and I only got five or six hours of sleep. Well, I might do it a couple of days. But then another day, I might sleep like seven or eight hours. That works for me, like for me to get, to keep myself energized. Yeah. So I've, I, I'm starting to figure out a pattern. I can't really spell it out for you right now because it's so complex, but really what I do is I use my instinct and when I feel like I need to rest, I'll rest longer. And when I, when I feel like I'm resting too long, I'll kind of cut back. So you gotta really figure out um, if you're not getting enough rest, what does it feel like? And if you're getting too much, right. what does it feel like to you? And use your instincts to make the decisions. And also, I have a Fitbit watch right now. I'm kind of obsessed. And I've talked about this in other episodes. And it actually tracks your sleep. So I can see if I'm getting a deep sleep or if I'm in a light sleep or a REM sleep. And then I'm aware, oh, that's why I felt different. Because I got seven hours that night. And the other night I got nine hours, which it's been actually a while since I've gotten nine hours. And I felt so good that day. I felt woke up very peaceful and I felt rested. So I noticed the pattern there and I need to see it. I need to actually see visually like how much have I really slept. Um, but also this spiritual piece to this is when we are, our body is sleeping, the physical body, our soul has left the body. So our soul actually travels outside of the physical body to get information from the spirit realm and to travel, to see past loved ones, to um, get more knowledge, to to really to receive knowledge. So your physical body is resting, but your soul is learning. So it's very important that you recognize this. This is why it's very much it's needed in here on earth for you to rest. Yes, because your your brain also the physical, like they know that your brain's making um, connections mm -hmm. as you're sleeping. So a lot of times you'll find like you have these problems, like say it's a math problem or a problem in your business or a problem, whatever. And then all of a sudden you wake up at three o'clock in the morning with the solution. Yes. Or if not three o'clock in the morning, you wake up the next day and you're like, voila. Yeah. Well, that's because you need that time. Like that's how the brain processes things is um, you give it that time to sleep and process things. So you're actually getting more creative. So some people look at, oh, I'm resting, so I'm losing time. No, you're actually speeding up. Yeah, you are. So it's like a paradox. Up. Life is a paradox. You would think that it'd be one thing. Oh, I'm resting, so... I'm not moving, but I feel like every area of life is a paradox. It is. Like you think, oh, I rest more, so I should be more energized. No. Or, I ex you know, he exercises all the time. Some people ask me, how do you have so much energy? And the reason why I do is because I'm always exercising. It doesn't make yeah. sense, does it? You'd think, oh, he's always exercising, so he should be tired. But life doesn't work that way. It's like the more you do, the more energy you start to attract to you. It's the law of attraction again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true, and he has a lot of energy, and, it, and he is working out all day. That's like part of your job, your job here. He works out, and I can understand that. I feel like I need to get to that point. I'm not really fully there where I'm working out. Like I think when I was younger, I would be out all day riding my bike, and it actually I was so energized doing it, so it's almost like getting back into that. 
That's all it is. It's getting back in the flow. Because mm-hmm. if I, you know, even if, if I stopped and I didn't work out for the next month, I would start to get tired. Yeah. My energy levels would start to dip. Right. I've done it. Like, every time I rest more than several days, my energy levels start to dip mm-hmm. off because it's just the way that we work here. Yeah. And I think all of this information, it's a lot of information. It sounds so simple, but it's actually putting it into to That's practice. That's it. Application. Okay. It's all simple but it's like putting it together and figuring out, I feel like reasons. Mm-hmm. The reason why we do this podcast is to give you reason after reason after reason to do everything you know you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. very clearly. Because reasons are like, if you have a table, reasons are like the, the legs on a table. The more legs you have, the more reasons you have, the more sturdy the table is, the mm-hmm. more sturdy your belief is going to be to take action. If people had more reasons to work out, more people in America would be working out every single day. That's true. But I feel like people's reasons to work out are so shallow. Like, I want to be, I want to have muscles, and I want to look really good, which that's good. Everybody wants to look good, but it's such a shallow reason to work out. But if you're working out because I want to have the energy for my kid, I I want to, you understand that it's more therapeutic than anything. I want mm-hmm. to have a positive mentality most of the time, and I know that working out's a big piece of that. And you sort of think about all these deep reasons, not just like I want to look good and it's selfish. It's like reasons, you know, all the reasons mm-hmm. you could think of. So anyways. Yeah, that's true. It's all about your why, definitely, with all of this information. But please take action on at least one of these self-care tips and share with us which one you actually did and how your experience was with it. So we hope this episode helped you and we can't wait to see you next time. See you next time. Bye, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.